To plant or not to plant? That may be the question on some farmers' minds over the past few years, as various governments have tried to tempt them with grants and premiums to plant trees on their land. It's obviously a difficult decision to make. At the same time, for those farmers who do decide to take the plunge, there is plenty of people they can go to for advice at every stage of the process. Barry Comiskey is retired now, but he was a forester who worked with Creelcher for many years and he used to go around to visit farmers to tell them about the benefits and the ins and outs of forestry. Farmers were very interested in forestry because uh, up to that time they would have no knowledge of forestry and for some farmers uh, forestry was, was alien to them because their fathers before them would have sweated blood making good land out of the land that they had and if they thought there was trees planted on it they turn in their graves and uh, other, other people then they they, um, they just didn't didn't like forestry for, for some particular reason and um, of course the modern farmer nowadays like all he's looking at is the, is the, the bottom line the figures at the end of the end of the year uh, what's making money and what's not making money and the young farmers realized that forestry was a viable industry and they, they got interested in it because they, they found that the grants there was a grant to plant the land and the, the grant covered the cost of planting of all the costs in it and then there was a premium paid an annual premium paid for 15 years and that would that would more than compensate for what he would have lost if he was farming the land and uh, at the end at the end of the day the forest would have cost them very little to to establish mm-hmm. and it was an investment it was like a, it was like um, a, an insurance policy that he hadn't to pay into yeah. and like this this policy would mature at the end of say if it was spruce at 30 years and this the Trees would be ready for clear felling, and the income from the from the clear fill then would be a, a great source of income for the farmer on top of his normal farming that he was doing. And uh, a lot a lot of them were were very impressed by that, and they went with it. Uh, from a beginning of three percent of land planted in the area, it's increased up to eleven percent. So it was it, it worked very well. And what years are we talking about there that you were involved in that area? From uh, around two thousand for about 10 years and um, as I said from 3 to 11% was the increase in forestry in forestry take up on, 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 on land planted and um, it worked very well Was that in that 10 years or was that over no, no, it was it was just introduced then, and it was introduced to farmers that, especially um, in in the area I was involved in, like the Castlecomer Plateau, which the, a lot of the land is is very suitable for for tree growing and um, more suitable for tree growing than for farming. And farmers are very slow to change because traditionally some some farmers, if they were seen to plant land, they might think that people thought they weren't good farmers, and they mightn't plant for that reason even. But uh, that day is gone, and the young the younger people. Have, have no interest in, in what people thought, uh, thought of, of what happened long ago and they just go ahead and if it's a good investment they'll go for it and uh, forestry is a good investment and that's why they went for it. Mm-hmm. You must have got to know a load of farmers then I in did, that yeah, time. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was a great way to know people and, and no nicer people than farmers to get to know and uh, they're very interested in, in learning all about what, what you're talking about and uh, because they're, they're coming from a, a background with no knowledge whatsoever and and uh, they're open to everything that's, that's said to them. Yeah. I hope, hopefully it's the right thing, but they, 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 were, they were good listeners anyway. Jim Carroll was one of those farmers who listened, though maybe not to Barry Comiskey, but he decided to plant trees on his farm back in the late 1990s. Here's his story. Um, 
Kim Carroll from Castle Comer. I'm a dairy farmer, but I have some forestry as well. I was always interested in forestry, and I just decided I was. I had marginal land, and I was going to plant it. And I was the one of the first ones in Kilkenny to plant forestry under the grant scheme. But then I've changed my mind a small bit on forestry even since then because of the, probably the climate change is doing some of it because Ireland is getting a hell of a lot more storms than we ever got. And I'm after losing some forestry with Wintrow. And I had them insured up to over 20 years for Wintrow, but none, none of the insurance companies will give you cover after 20 years. Like, I'm after losing so many trees with the wind factor, and lucky enough, there was some of them I had a tinning licence got, and I could take them out without losing that much money on them. But uh, now, the way the things is gone, we had to get a felon licence, now you're looking at anything up to three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I lose some of my trees now, and there's no felon licence on them, I can't take them out because it's against the law. And it'll take me three years maybe to get the felon licence to take them and the trees will be rotten again then. There'll be no good to anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing, like, you know what I mean? That's the, just the climate change end of it and the licence end of it with the, the department. And that's the same then when you go to Clearfell or do... Uh, a forestry road in to get in to get out the trees. There is a backlog of uh, licenses again, mm-hmm. and you have a couple of people objecting to the licenses that they don't even know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Why would they object to them? Why? why I, I I don't know. They're serial objectors. That's about the handiest thing of putting it. Like and like. We had this, the forestry up in Smithstown, oh, that's outside Castle Comer there, and we looked for a, fel, uh, a clear fell license and that, and a man from Leitrim objected to it. So it doesn't make sense to me, like, and we went through appeal and appeal and an appeal with the department, and it took, what, three years or near enough to it. Now, I was in no hurry to get a clear felled because uh, I probably applied a bit early for the licence and I was in no big panic to get a clear felt. But if a storm had to hit that forestry and like they were they were fit for, for, for harvesting and there would be a complete white road. Mm. You know, so and that's some of the me drawbacks to forestry now, you know what I mean? And what about um uh the fact that you have to replant again after it's part of your license. How do you feel about that? Well, when I gone into the forestry, I knew that condition was there. Yeah. And I had no hassle with it, like, do you know what I mean? Because the forestry has been good to us money-wise. And I, I'll be dead straight about that. And now I know I get no grant for replanting. And I have to fund it out of my own pocket. But... That's fine. I knew that again when I gone in and when I signed my contract, I knew that. Yeah. And I had no, I'd never had any hassle with that and I'd get no premium on it 
for the next until it's ready to clear fell again or the the first payment I will never get out of that replanted forestry is the first tenants. Do you know what I mean? But I have no hassle or issue with having to replant because that's what I signed up to. Yeah, and it's all very clear and transparent. And trans- clear and transparent there. Like, but then, uh, there's, I, I don't know much about it now, but there's a carbon issue coming in there now. That, Talk to us about that then. Well, from what I see is we planted that and we signed a contract with the uh, Forest Services uh, for to look after the trees, keep them right, and look after the forestry and everything like that. But there was no mention of carbon credits. But now there is a carbon credits on trees, and as far as I'm aware, we're not allowed to use them as our credits, mm-hmm. even though we planted it and there was no issue with, with, credit, with carbon credits there, but there is now. Mm-hmm. And because what you're thinking on that now, you could use that... I could offset. Use, yeah, I could use that to offset some of my carbon credits from my cows. Not listening alone on my cows, but anyone's cows around, like, you know what I mean? The farmers, uh, we're being blamed a lot for, for the carbon from the cows or from the admissions from the cows, like, but there's a lot of farmers that have forestry, and surely that forestry should be going against our admissions. Mm. But seemingly it's not going to. That's as simple as that, like. Mm. So... I feel grieved a small bit about that as well, like, do you know what I mean? That uh, we're being blamed, and yes, we've been doing a lot to, to counteract the carbon or the admissions by having forestry, but now we're not allowed to use it. Mm. So that's my thing on, for, on the carbon, like, mm. do you know what I mean? So, you know, the, the, the bigger companies can go on there and buy a blank of land and plant it and say, right, we're doing our bit to do away with our admissions. Well, we have the land planted already mm. and we're not allowed right it off again our admissions or we're not getting credit for it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, if if those bigger companies are, which they are doing, buying land for to plant and uh, in all fairness, our carbon credits is worth money then. We could rent the carbon credits to those if we wanted that. If we weren't using it as a agricultural thing, like. but forgetting about renting it to those, the fact that the farmers have forestry there, and it is a carbon sink, like, why can't we write that off against uh, the 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 farmers in County Kilkenny? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's because like we have fifty acres of forestry, and it's. Uh, there's a lot of carbon credits there. there is, yeah. There's a lot of carbon credits there, like a lot more than I'd ever use in our farm, like because we've only a small farm. Mm-hmm. But uh, to see uh, some other companies coming in then and they're getting the credit for our carbon credits is not right. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, as far as forestry is concerned, then in the long, in the overall picture, I'm never. So, I, I'm not sorry I went into forestry. That's that's for definite. Yeah. Uh, but why are you not sorry? I enjoy I enjoy I enjoy forestry and I enjoy walking through the forestry and if if I'm in bad humor or if whatever, I can go off and kick a walk in my forestry and it's quiet and it's low I, I won't say lonely, but I'm just there and I can relax in it. 
And for that reason, that's one of the reasons now, but the other reason I, I'm seeing land that's being used that, that wouldn't produce anything. Now, there is probably an argument there to say like that if I hadn't planted that the rushes and the furs and the bushes that have been grown in it would be uh, carbon neutral as well, like, but uh, in saying that, I don't know, mm. you know, and... And you wouldn't be making money off the furs and the bushes and the... No, stuff. no, no, you wouldn't, you couldn't make a living off them, like, you know what I mean? Now, there is parts of the country that's, that's overplanted, do you know what I mean? Seemingly, it's a big problem up in Neatrim, like, that uh, there's, there's an unmerciful amount of... of forestry up there and a lot of it is, is sick as spruce which is only a green blank wall but really and truly did nothing else grow up there anyhow <laughs> you know so it's uh, I'd love to have an oak forestry or, or a beach forestry but like we're too high above sea level and it just won't it, it, it won't survive it wouldn't survive no no it wouldn't it are not only glorified bushes that's what you'd have like when you'd be finished with it yeah, yeah. you know so and did you take advice when you made that decision to go into the forestry in the first place? Like, who did you go to? <sighs> who did I go to? I suppose I went to, to Tagus and we talked about it, talked about it with them. And after that then, I didn't. I, I, I just went ahead. And if I need advice, then I can go to, to the likes of Paddy Bruton and that. Paddy, you know, he's in the Forest Service in Kilkenny and he looks after... Uh, if Paddy takes on a job, he will look after it. Yeah. You know, and I have to say that. Now, I've done planting with uh, another forestry company as well, Greenbelt. And again, I couldn't fault Greenbelt. Yeah. Then the last, there was one forestry I decided I'd planted myself without any company. Yeah. And I never had any hassle with that forestry because I had a good idea of what I was looking for at that stage. And the weeding of the trees and the replacement, if any died or anything like that, and the replacement of the trees. And I, I'm quite happy with it. Like, yeah. And I enjoyed the work doing it, like, you know yeah. what I mean? That's how Would I you recommend it to others? In certain situations, I would, yeah. yeah. In certain situations, I would. But um, I'd look at it hard and long before I'd actually uh, replant or plant again. No, and it depends on the land and it depends on the circumstances you're in. Do you know what I mean? If 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 you don't have no successor and you're just and it's not good land and you want to see it being used, maybe forestry would be the ideal thing for it. Mm. And uh, but I would be I would be slow to, to plant again. I'd have to think hard about it. Mm. But in saying that I probably would. <laughs> oh. Nicholas Sweetman is a farmer and forest owner and director of the Irish Wood Producers Group. He has a few opinions about why farmers may be reluctant to plant trees and and he has a few ideas about what the government can do about this. Project Woodland is a very good idea. I'm involved in it myself and, and without doubt they're doing very important and good work. 
The fact of the matter is, though, that we're in a crisis situation and, you know, crisis management is not something that we're good at, as far as I'm concerned. And, and the, the necessary legislative actions which should be taking place are not taking place. We're an outlier as far as the rest of Europe is concerned in, in the regulation of the forest industry in this country. Uh, I don't want to really get into the blame for that because, you know, there's, there's some fairly obvious targets that I could direct my comments against who have produced this situation but I don't, don't feel that that's either constructive or you know, helpful long term. What we need to do is to change the regulations, change the, the legal framework for regulation of forestry take things which should never have been in the licensing system out of it such as management of trees in other words tinning, looking after them uh, all of that stuff uh, uh, forest road building all of those things shouldn't be part of the legislative um, system, or sorry, the um, licensing system. And, and that's the position in most other European countries. It's only in this country that you need a license if you want to go in and tin your crop. And it's only in this country that you need a license to put in a forest road. One of the other problems which needs to be resolved, in my view again, is that a, a farmer who goes into forestry does so forever. You are not allowed to, um, after the rotation, let's say you, you plant a crop of whatever it is and after 35 years you clear fell it or you're not, you must replant. There's an obligation, legal obligation to replant. Now, to my mind, that legal obligation puts a lot of people off and doesn't have any constructive result because, quite frankly, you'd want to be out of your mind to go back into uh, other types of agriculture if you've planted trees on, on, in a plot. Uh, when you're harvesting and certainly it won't arise in continuous cover anyway so um, even though the regulation makes sense on one level to prevent deforestation it's put so many farmers off planting that it has a, actually a, the undesired consequence of making it more difficult for people to plant trees so it does it's not an effective measure and should be removed in my view I don't want to be negative because the purpose of this is to be positive about forestry and I'm still immensely positive about forestry but I'm saying that we need to take strong action to change the things which are preventing afforestation and let's be straight about it, forestation this year, 2021, despite Project Woodland, is going to be lower than 2020, which was lower than 2019, so I mean, it, that's just the way it is and, and that is not acceptable. We have a climate emergency worldwide. Ireland is not going to solve the climate emergency, but we must do our bit. And our bit ought to be planting trees because it's something we can do. And it would also mitigate the emission problems that the rest of agriculture has. Uh, forestry is a way of mitigating that. It's a way of meeting our emissions targets. And that opportunity, which it is, is not being grasped and needs to be grasped. Here's an interesting fact about trees. Trees can help you find your way if you get lost in the woods. In northern temperature climates, moss will grow on the northern side of a tree trunk, where there is more shade. Also, trees' rings can help point you in the right direction. If you're in the northern hemisphere, you can see the rings of the tree grow slightly thicker on the southern side since it receives more light. In the Southern Hemisphere, the opposite is true, with rings being thicker on the north side. 
trees. From seed to sawdust is funded by the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine as part of the Woodland Support Project. Michael Summers there uh, finishing uh, um, Monica's uh, report on trees and we'll have more from her next week. Thanks to Frank who sent me a link to an article in The Guardian about spruce plantations and uh, bird species. Thanks for that, Frank. And here's what Pippa Hackett, Minister of State for Land Use and Diversity, would like to say in response to some of the issues spoken about in the programme. She says, to deliver climate action, we need to plant trees. Of course, we must address any factors which could act as disincentives. And under Project Woodland, we are looking at the entire regulatory framework for licensing. I established Project Woodland to tackle all the issues in forestry, and I believe it will do that. As a nation, we must decide what we want from our trees. We need wood for industry. We need far, far more native woodland and we also need all trees to be planted in places where they're in tune with nature and not working against it. We need a vision to underpin our forestry programme and I believe Project Woodland's extensive public and stakeholder consultation over the coming months will help us develop that vision. So I really do encourage everyone with views, farmers, foresters, forest owners, NGOs and the general public to make their views known when we open the consultation process on the new programme. That's from Minister Hackett.